Well, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. I hope you can hear me above the wind gusts and the rain and the flame and the bitter and the beer. Here we are down on the Bondi beach. I hope there is a little bit of clarity for the microphone, best I can do. Here we are. Uh, yes, it's a gorgeous day. Of, uh, you can hear the sound of the waves crashing in the background and I'm walking along the beach in shoes because it's six degrees. Hey, uh, of recent, I've done a series of videos. They, I think they're pretty cool. Trying to explain the three things that I think in personal development are, are really important for managing or sustaining a healthy work uh, mindset. And the three things uh, that I labeled were beyond guilt, uh, thick skin and beware or reject false praise. The last one is the one that I want to talk to you about today because I'm struggling to communicate it. Uh, I know exactly what I'm trying to say and I thought maybe down here on the beach it'll help, uh, it'll come a bit clearer to me because I tried to do a video yesterday and I think I might not have done a great job of it. Um, so when I think I might not have done a great job of it, that's definitely I didn't do a great job of it. So there you go. What I mean, reject false praise. So we find it hard, especially women, to say no. The reason we find it hard to say no to something is we want people to like us. We want people to think good about us. We want people to think what a great person they are. They always say yes and they please me. So there is a natural hierarchy within a business where saying yes is almost obligatory because if you say no to your boss, it sounds like you're being you know, unfriendly or uh, resistant or lazy or something of the sort. So it's understandable that we would want to say yes a lot. The way we get people to say yes a lot is we praise them. So if I praise you, oh, you're so good, you're so fantastic, you're so amazing, you start to want, it's a psychological thing, you start to want to please me more. And then there develops a cycle. And the cycle is, I say yes when I really want to say no. That pleases you, but I don't deliver. And so you say, you're not very good, and I want to please you more, so I say yes. And then you say, you didn't deliver on time, and I say, no, I didn't but I couldn't and I have all these excuses and basically your boss will say, well, you should have bloody well said no in the first place. <laughs> so false praise sneaks in underneath our guard. But there's another aspect of false praise that we have to be mindful of and that is when we start to feel somewhat sorry for ourselves. We go, I feel sorry for myself 
because I'm in this difficult situation, but I'm doing really well. So the presumption is the difficult situation interpretation is correct. And then we try to boost ourselves up. Given that I'm in a difficult situation, I'm doing really well. And that's false praise to the self. Because maybe we're not in a difficult situation, maybe we're making a situation difficult. Hmm. And how can there be a difficult situation that's not also easy? Could somebody else do this better? Now we're getting into false praise and false criticism, which go hand in hand. So self-reliance is always the objective of personal development. It doesn't mean a radical individuality where we are single and don't listen to the words of other people or don't connect or communicate or have uh, friendliness. It's just differentiations between love and like, friendliness and friends, uh, between compliance and truth. Now you go to a dinner party and someone says, I don't like surfies or bike riders and you feel the need to defend bike riders and surfies against this judgment of somebody who drives a bus or a truck or something and from their viewpoint these bike riders and surfies are a nuisance. So you get into these situations frequently where you're torn between do you engage or you just go, well, I'll just walk away from that conversation because I know they're not going to like it and I won't get praise, I won't get false praise even, if I say I don't agree. Or I might get praised for being strong and having an opinion. And the habit of using praise, approval, as a mechanism of determining what you do in your life, what you do next, can be an incredibly, in, a, incredible entrapment. You can actually start to unconsciously do it. So, you've got a couple of kids, and uh, you go and buy them a ice cream they don't say thank you which means they're not grateful but do you take it as them being not grateful for the ice cream or do you take it as you're not being praised by your kids for having the wherewithal to buy them ice cream I'm just stopping on the beach to have a sip of my three-quarter strong flat white coffee mm, mm, mm. yes please I'm walking into the Sun the winds behind me as I said it's six degrees but I think it might be even less so it's a beautiful morning I am um, praise the reason you might consider this third variable 
as important is, is this. There is probably nothing more manipulative and contriving to the human condition than praise. And you will not know whether it's false or true. The desire for it is a huge problem. So if you're looking for praise for doing something, for example, you give somebody, a, buy somebody a coffee and they don't even remember that you did it and they don't even uh, put that in their mental logbook as I owe you a coffee. That desire for them to remember means you didn't give it really without the need for praise. And so this habit starts to creep into everything we do. And in the process, what people like about us becomes more important than what we like about us. We might do yoga and we say to everyone, I'm doing yoga and someone's, and we're just telling it because we want people to like us because, or praise us or appreciate us because we're doing yoga, because that fits with their model. It's very confusing. I really, I th really think it is. But it's one of these situations where it's such a dark force seeking approval from kids, from your, from your own children. It's so manipulative, giving it and wanting it. It's so corruptive on a personal development level. It's almost like we need to be a little more than we are, in general, disciplined around the topic. So how do you be disciplined around a topic you don't even know you're engaging in all the time, seeking praise, seeking praise, seeking praise. Especially when in the workforce, uh, praise it can be associated with pay rise. So if your boss says you're doing a really great job, you get this connection between doing a great job and a pay rise. So you start to seek that praise because it's got remunerative benefits. So you link, it starts to become linked the seeking of praise becomes linked to financial gain. Financial gain becomes linked to getting what you want, going on holidays, having a, paying the mortgage. And so praise becomes an obsession. And not having praise becomes an obsession. And that becomes, in turn, the fear of failure. There is one beautiful way around all this and that is called under the heading of self-talk. Self-talk is when you praise you. You give yourself fair praise and fair criticism if you need it, but fair praise. Fair criticism is not in I did something wrong, it's what can I learn from this. That's how an athlete at the world level thinks. They, they don't fail, they don't uh, lose, they learn. 
And if you are a learner, like I am, if you are a learner, which means your personal development is your is a very, very high priority for you, if you are a learner, then there are many opportunities for it because you'll witness where some people didn't like what you did or you didn't like what you did, like my video this morning, and you get the chance to say, I'm gonna go and learn how to do that better. Which for me today is talking to you today on this podcast and just clearing out the debris that surrounds this very complicated topic of praise, which I've just explained. On the one hand, we associate with promotion at work on the, and branding and self-image and face. Uh, you know, in Asia, face is worth more than gold. Uh, you know, when your, your image and what people think of you. So the temptation is to, to use praise as, that, as, that, as, a, as a metric or a barometer of how well you are, how, what people think of you and all this sort of thing. But it's weakening. And you become weaker and weaker and weaker the more and more and more you seek praise because then people's opinions become more important than one really critical factor. And the really critical factor that we have to talk about here is your own opinion. When people say to me, you know, what job should I seek? Or what should I do outside of work to keep balance in my life? The answer, my answer is always do something that makes you interesting to you. So, for example, if I studied uh, frogs, or like these fucking idiots down in Melbourne recently who put goats along the Yarra River because they wanted to protect lizards. So they've put a, a, a they've introduced a species of goats to the riverbank of Melbourne, in order, which is a foreign species, in order to preserve a natural species of what you believe, lizards. Unbelievable. Anyway, you, 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 you can fall into these traps, these complicated loops of fearing failure, therefore seeking approval, seeking approval but not liking yourself for doing it. You can fall into these traps of studying things that other people will be impressed by the fact you're studying them, but you're not impressed with you. You're, you're no more interesting to yourself. You might even start doing things that make you interesting at a dinner party. Interesting to others, but not interesting to you. So the approval we seek, I think, the approval we are looking for and hunting for and desiring and, and replacing with praise is our own. And I think a person who doesn't spend 15 minutes a day giving themselves self-talk appreciation, parent, adult, child, motivation, instruction, reward, if, if a person who doesn't do that is actually throwing themselves to the wolves every day, and that's cruel, and nobody's gonna like themselves for doing that. Nobody's gonna like themselves for sitting in a meeting feeling diminished or feeling uh, uh, needy or feeling like uh, they're getting rejected and getting hurt by it. Nobody's going to like that part of themselves. And so I think the responsibility and the way we deal with this topic is to consciously and overtly on paper practice self-talk. 
Self-talk means, and there's a system for it, and it's really easy, and I'd love to teach you. This is Chris. You have a beautiful day. Bye for now.